Who needs an alarm clock when you've got the farm, babe? Pam Yonke and the Farm Report. Oh, and it looks like a beautiful day to get up and get at them. Good morning, everybody. I'm the fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke. It is Tuesday, the 17th day of October. Tell you what, can't complain about the forecast we've got in store for us today. Should see partly sunny skies. 61 are expected high tomorrow. Cloudy skies, 63, and about a 24% chance of rain. Thursday, 37% chance of rain and 58. Friday, another 12% chance of rain, 57 degrees. So today and tomorrow, kind of the warmest, friendliest days as far as our forecast. We'll find out what Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has to say about that. We've got the latest crop progress report. Wisconsin farmers, despite the rain, making headway as far as corn and soybeans and even our potatoes. And the Wisconsin Blue and Gold, the FFA Association, has decided that they're going to change up some of their rules and welcome in more members. We'll tell you how on a Tuesday. Also catching up with our friend John Heimberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. This year, Dairyland Seed is introducing our best corn of all time. Again. That sound you just heard? That's the sound of a full lineup of top-performing hybrids bringing the yield like never before. It's the sound of even stronger traits bred specifically to boost corn bushels per acre in your soil. And it's the sound of workhorse corn seed proven to outperform yet again in independent head-to-head trials. See the latest corn performance data at showmethecornyield.com. That's showmethecornyield.com. If you Google the name Greg Dowd, you are going to get a wealth of information about a man that has spent a lot of his life negotiating. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Greg Dowd has led several different organizations involved in agriculture when it came time for difficult negotiations. Dowd was also involved in the many times difficult discussions that went on between the United States and China under the Trump administration. Now he gets ready to take over the reins as CEO of the National Milk Producers Federation. I had a chance to visit with Dowd at World Dairy Expo, learn a little bit more about his background, and maybe what's most important, what does he see ahead for the global dairy industry? It's real simple. I'm a Kansas farm boy. And that's, uh, you know, whether it's my kids that uh, we, we have a horse farm in Maryland, but, but they've been out to the farm and seen, you know, what that is and, and all my friends in D.C. Uh, that's the way I've always been. And that's always, you know, really? I, I, I've, I've always uh, seen things. I've lived in Maryland for uh, 31 years now, yeah. but I'm still a Kansas farm boy. Yeah. So I'm a, we grew up on a hog farm, beef cattle. Oh, yeah wheat, corn, soybeans, every animal known to man except for horses, and now we have a horse farm in Maryland. Uh, but uh, no, I, uh, full ag pedigree, 4-H, was a state FFA officer, AGR, uh, animal science pre-vet at K-State, and then master's in ag econ. Okay. So uh, started out of grad school with U.S. Wheat Associates, and, uh, and and in my life, I've traveled in, what, 44 countries yeah, right. with U.S. Weed and the cattlemen and then uh, private sector. And then uh, and the, some U.S. Weed in the 90s, the cattlemen in the 2000s. Yep, and right. then 2011, went to the Senate Ag Committee with yep. Senator Roberts. Yep. And that was, you know, we, we talk about these farm bills. Well, this was the 2012-13 that became oh, okay. the 2014 yeah. farm bill, if we remember that. So we have to remember how those things go. Um, and then I ran a really good trade association in D.C. called the Commodity Markets Council, which does all the regulatory work with CFTC and the futures industry. 
and and really you know dug in on that side of the equation and then uh, president trump brought me in i was one of bob yeah. lighthizer's deputies yeah. as the chief ag negotiator yeah and we did the the china deal the mm -hmm. uh, usmca canada mexico yep, yep, and yep. and then what i think is one of the great trade deals of all time we did with japan the last couple of years i've uh, helped uh, build a startup company ag or aimpoint research uh, military guys uh, really really interesting uh, effort there was is I was the 12th person in the company that they hired and today they're 30 people in just two years so and and that company is built on working with boards and CEOs in agriculture about what's going to happen 5 10 20 years down the road in agriculture and how what are the things you need to be thinking about today to get ready for in terms of technology and the changes in the future so you you add all of that up of, of many different checkoffs all my time in washington all my time in in the international arena doing all kinds of different commodities and trade and international so i i you know i don't haven't ever really done a whole lot in dairy other than usmca in canada uh so when we sat down with jim uh it was like greg you know all this other stuff we'll teach you the dairy stuff so that's that's what i'm doing right now as i'm frantically trying to learn a new playbook Got to ask you then, first impressions. I appreciate outside eyes coming into this industry because most of us grew up in it, which brings with it some stigmas, some potential drawbacks. What do you see when you look at our dairy industry, Greg, with those outside eyes? Well, two things. Um, number one, one of the big reasons I, I made this decision is the dairy industry is growing. You know, a lot of other ag industries and commodities like wheat, I always talk about, it's shrinking. You know, it's, it's better days are way behind us. In dairy, our better days are ahead. This, and if you look at what we're doing in terms of production and innovation and technology and changes, but if you look around the rest of the world, whether it's protein or, or meat or dairy, uh, the rest of the world's shrinking. Uh, you know, New Zealand's kind of maxed out, Australia's yeah. kind of doing what it's doing, Europe is going the other direction with their farm to, used to call it the farm to empty fork initiative over there. Yeah. So w this is this is a great time for the dairy industry and, and uh, it, it's, it's better days are ahead. I think the other thing that I see, what a great staff National Milk has in DC. They, they are a world-class, really impressed with those folks, and, and so uh, I'm really excited. That's cool. So now that you're getting in the groove, so to speak, and I agree, it's probably like drinking from a fire hydrant trying yes. to get your arm around all this, but how are you starting to set some priorities? You're coming in at a challenging time with a farm bill, federal milk orders. I mean, there's a lot coming at you that way, but what is Greg Dowd seeing as kind of his personal to-do list or baby steps? Yeah. I, I think we have to, there's, there's so many things swimming in my head right now. Uh, you know, we've got to deal with some revenue issues here and, and, and shoring that up for, for the future. Uh, one of the conversations that I've had with the, with the board is, uh, I, I, you know, at Aimpoint, what we did all day, every day with all these ad groups was strategic planning and helping them think about these things. I'm not a big fan of strategic plans, but I said, when was the last time you've done one? And they were like, Oh geez, they looked around. It's been over 20 years, and I was like, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe we ought to have that conversation as well. <clears throat> so I think there's um, there's a lot of things there. I think 
also, you know, from a DC perspective, uh, the regulatory side, especially with the FDA, I, I think we've got to we've got to spend some more resources, horsepower in that area. I, I, I it's clear that, that that's the case. We just have to make it happen. Seems like there's fewer and fewer that understand agriculture in general, let alone dairy, in the arena that you've got to play, Greg. Now, this isn't new to you after the years of negotiating internationally and probably right here at home you've had to do. How can we work? What's your strategy in either overcoming that or at least networking into it? It's really interesting you ask that question. You know where I was last week? Uh, I got shanghaied into speaking at the Women in Ag conference in Nashville. Yeah. I was like one guy and 1,200 <laughs> women at this conference. <laughs> But the, the point I made to them is just this, is, you know, while we're talking about careers and networking and agriculture, one of the areas that we don't think about is we need more Aggies in the federal government, in these regulatory agencies, whether it's USDA, FDA, EPA, USTR. Um, it's that lack of basic understanding is really it's just very different than when it was when I first came to Washington 30 years ago. They just don't know. Are they, but is that a bad thing? Or are they jaundiced against no, what we know as production I agriculture? I honestly don't think they're that jaundiced. I just don't think they ever really think, they, they don't have an understanding of it. So they come up with these policy ideas and when we say they won't work, they get all offended. And then what's the most effective thing? You get them out to the farm, boots on, you know, little, yeah. you know what, on their boots and walk them through the farm. Say, look, this is why we're saying that. We, and it really helps. We've got to do more of that. I, I think, and, and, you know, in the post-COVID era, yeah. it's, it's difficult to do that. Things in Washington are a mess right now as we see... So it's easier said than done, but we, that's something that we all need to, to remind. It isn't that they're out to get us. It's just that they don't know. Greg Dowd, he is going to be our next CEO of the National Milk Producers Federation come 2024 with a very full plate in front of him. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. At Berkshire Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. You've been told no before? Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. At Bergstrom Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Join the Bergstrom. Goodman's Jewelers has been providing a sparkle to Madison since 1933. That's a lot of great memories. John Hayes for Goodman's Jewelers. We've been caring for generations of customers, and during that time, our strengths have been trust, service, and selection. Those traits are who we are, and that will never change. Goodman's Jewelers, a destination worth reaching. 220 State Street, goodmansjewelers.com. The best is at Goodman's.
you're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Liuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to LiunaWisconsin.org join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I kind of like what I see coming our way today as far as weather is concerned. Let's find out about it. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, joining us live this morning. You know, yesterday actually surprised me, too. It turned out to be a lot better, a lot warmer than I initially thought. What about you? Yeah, it did warm up a little bit, but, you know, I was over in far eastern Wisconsin yesterday, and the clouds are pretty stubborn to let go, so it didn't quite turn out as nice. Yeah, I saw, I I actually noticed that the skies were pretty blue over my yard and how the hardwoods are really popping now in southern Wisconsin as far as color is concerned. So I think northern Wisconsin, they're telling me, is kind of already peaked out, but southern Wisconsin might be coming on. Better get it while we can, because by the end of the week, rain back coming around. Huh? Yeah, the rain's going to come back quicker than that. And in fact, I'd expect a little shower chance um, later in the day, Wednesday already, and that chance of some rain into Thursday. Now, before you think we're going to repeat last weekend, you know, with inches of rain, we're not a tenth of an inch or two out of this over a couple of days. Not a real major rainmaker, no doubt about that, but some chances around. This morning, we have to talk about that frost advisory. It just does kind of wrap right down with the Wisconsin River, right on through Mauston into Madison, Beaver Dam, Fond du Lac, west of Oshkosh proper, west of Winnebago County, with that frost advisory till 7 a.m. There's some patchy fog mixing in with that as well in some of the low-lying areas. So kind of a damp start with that fogginess, then it's turning into frostiness as temps are dropping into the 30s in many locations, like at Madison, only about 33 at the airport is what I'm seeing right now. That's going to become a little frosty in some areas. Be on the alert. Otherwise, high pressure is settling in today. And with that high pressure system, there'll be a much better chance to enjoy some sun. Should be a very fine day. Some sunshine, nice temperatures, pushing into the upper 50s. Just about normal for a lot of us. 59, the normal high at Madison right now. 61 at La Crosse. That's a warm spot. But even La Crosse, you could find your way up to that 61 or 62 today. Sounds very pleasant. A really nice mid-October day is in store. High pressure is the reason. The system right over Wisconsin will assure us of those clear skies, that daytime sunshine, and that nice temperature pattern that's going to settle on in. But... Low pressure will be approaching from the northwest. A frontal boundary still out in the western Dakotas this morning will be pulled toward Wisconsin. That's going to include a, a little more cloud cover later on for overnight and into the day Wednesday. And as we're talking about, I think Wednesday afternoon, a shower chance that may last into Wednesday night. Another shower more likely again later Thursday into Thursday night. 
and lingering light rain a possibility into the day Friday. But all of this pretty light, a couple of tenths of an inch total from later Wednesday right through Friday. So not going to add a whole lot of excessive moisture out across our fields, but adding a little bit of moisture, no doubt about that. Of course, anticipate with some rain chances, more clouds through Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And even as we head toward the weekend, they may be a little stubborn to break away. But the one thing that also happens here is we don't drop down in the deep freeze. Absolutely not. In fact, I expect temperatures remaining in the upper 50s through Thursday and Friday. So into the weekend as it dries out, a little more sunshine tries to fight its way back. Made an upper 50s for high stick around very much like normal as we head through the upcoming weekend. Sounds pretty nice. A dry one with some sunshine. I think we'll all look forward to that. Hopefully there's some leaf color to look at in your neighborhood or maybe some more chores to get done if things do start to dry out. I'll have those forecast details right after this. You'd never settle for underperformance. You'd never settle for less than maximum yield. You'd never settle for gaps in the stand. So why settle for anything less than DeKalb corn? DeKalb seed is for those who make outstanding performance a priority with a broad portfolio of products spread to maximize profit potential on every field. DeKalb brand corn, never settle. Visit DeKalb.com. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Whether it's finally getting that blue ribbon or enjoying too many carnival rides, we all have memories of the fair. Here's your chance to share those stories in our Everybody Has a Fair Story contest. The Midwest Farm Report is teaming up with the Wisconsin Association of Fairs as they celebrate 100 years of fairs to share the fair story. Entries are being accepted all summer long and there are cash prizes. To enter and see full contest details, visit MidwestFarmReport.com. All right, buddy, let's have the forecast details for at least today. Sounds like everything's going to start changing by, by tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, that's when the changes really start to settle in. Of course, that frost advisory till 7 a.m. for everybody except La Crosse and uh, Winnebago County proper. Everybody else under that frost advisory. Look for a little patchy fog as well. But otherwise, during the day, sunshine will return, getting brighter and nicer. A lot of upper 50s could be low 60s at La Crosse with the west winds about 5. Overnight, a few more clouds develop and it should hold us in the lower 40s. Not uncomfortable. South winds only about 5 tonight as well. Skies become mostly cloudy. An afternoon shower developing Wednesday in the lower 60s. I'm talking 63, maybe 64 in some areas. South winds 5 to 15. Will gust near 30. A breezy day, no doubt. That shower chance lasts into Wednesday night. Thursday, still mostly cloudy. Again, more likely to see some afternoon showers. Temps in the upper 50s and the west winds at 5 to 10. A little lingering light rain around even into Friday, Pam, but I think the sunshine tries a little more valiantly Friday. We start to brighten up and dry it out for the weekend, and a tenth of an inch or two isn't going to add too much insult or injury we've seen, just enough to keep it kind of greasy. Yeah, well, like you say, if it uh, brightens up a little bit, temperatures don't look like they're going to shock us by the end of the week. We can handle a, a drop or two of the precipitation. Yeah, shouldn't shouldn't spoil too many plans. All right, buddy. Catch up with you tomorrow for more details, all right? All right, see you then. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, with the weather details you're looking for at this time of the day. Remember, if you're still catching up on rainfall reports, always to ha happy to have you chime in.
The toll-free number, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Also been a little while since I promoted Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. That's a great place to send me messages as well if you'd like to relay either harvest data, maybe an update on the weather, whatever you're thinking about. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook can get that done as well. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine. This is amazing stuff. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. I'm talking fast relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem, using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, your hips, your shoulders, your back, with no drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. Listen, life is about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call the local medical professionals and get a free consultation today. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. Again, that phone number for QC Kinetics, 608-319-1750. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. I grew up on tour with my parents. Kind of different, but we bonded over music just like other families do over sports, camping, or other interests. And we talked. Little everyday conversations from silly to serious that built a foundation over time. Honest conversations, like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. And I was so grateful that you and mom had become these sober, stable people who were always there for me. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now, that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs, whether it's music or anything else. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Roofing windows, gutters, siding, and decks. Can Legacy do it? You bet. Better prices, better warranties. Legacy always makes it easy. Go to Legacy-Exteriors.com. 
Legacy Experience. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Everyone dreams of that one special day. I'm not talking about a wedding day, a push present, or a big anniversary. I'm talking about a special day made just for you. Maybe you paid off the mortgage, finished a marathon, left the dork who couldn't see you for the amazing person you are. It's different for everyone, but it's a day that needs celebrating with a custom piece to bring a Mona Lisa smile to your face. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. You know when you've really made it? When you finally have your own place and you can decorate it the way you want. Your Aunt Betty used to sleep on that old couch. It's time to turn drab into fab with lazy luxury from Lazy Boy Furnishings and Decor. That chair, it belonged to the dog. Time to start styling. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. And I'm not sure why the lead running back who's the best player in the team can't run more than two plays and have to come off the field or why they're doing that. You know, he's, what, 20 years old probably right now, agent zero. I think the guy should be able to run still for a whole series. Yeah, he should be able to stay in the field for a whole series, don't you think? You I mean, think he's not so. going off the crank heaters on the sideline in between plays. <laughs> so he should be able to stay on there the whole series. Why they're taking out, and now I'm getting cranky about this. So he's probably the best player on offense at this point, from my perspective. What do you guys think? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I know that the look-aheads for you know the NFL draft going into this college football season, I think he was like the fifth slotted running back coming out or that had the ability to come out of school. But I almost, I almost compare him, Corey, to – like from this this standpoint, like a Maurice Claret, where it's like, yeah, dude needs exactly. to get to the NFL because his body is breaking down, and he he's good, but his body is just so beat up. And maybe it's because he was 17. Maybe it's because he played a spring season right into a a fall season back to back with no time off really as a 17 year old kid. Like maybe that took a lot of toll, and it, he's just never been able to to get it off. Uh, you know get fully healthy but he feels like a guy that needs to get to the nfl now or else his body's going to fall apart on him and it might not ever work i agree with that and then the one other perspective i'd say is the there's a call i mentioned a few calls ago that they consistently were running these patterns to like a yard in front of the sticks i'm like what are you guys doing why why are they not able to run past the first doll marker seriously yeah like i'm watching i'm like what in the f are you guys doing right now out there (laughs) seriously you would think okay i'm super serial i'm guessing i'm guessing super serial i'm guessing the patterns are like to say okay you run to nine yards if you need eight and a half yards for first downs i don't think that they're drawn up to, to run at seven and a half when you need eight yeah so there's obviously a disconnect with the players out there that they don't know the concepts. And another guy had asked about they can't get a center to snap the ball. Well, every time they've 
and that's what I, my concern is too. Every snap that's back to the quarterback is like a shoulder over his head. Is that the best guy that they got to snap the ball in shotgun every time? Currently, Why is yes. he figured it out by now? Because Renfro that's, is still, still coming back from whatever that. He's supposed to be back like, back. like two games he, ago. He was taking snaps uh, with the twos yeah. uh, in warmups again. It was like two, three games ago. They're like, so, yeah, he's ready. He's ready. Who, who knows where he's at? So that's a lot of disconcerting things on the offense. But I think they, there's some stuff they can build on. Like yeah. They were getting going when they were running the ball and being more physical and going and rather than trying to stretch the field, verti- uh, not vertically, but horizontally, you're not going to do that against. I- oh, oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, Corey. Call back in. You know what? I feel like now they're open to criticism with the amount of money they make. I think we can say, oh, I think it's, you know, good. we have a right to say what we want to say. I I even felt that before they had NIL money. So now that they have NIL money, yes, now I feel no qualms about they were criticizing. You can make more money now than some of those guys do in the NFL. So yes, let's make like this time. Our offensive line our offensive line sucks. That's center. How can they not teach him how to hike a ball in the shotgun? I mean seriously, I can hike better than that. I mean give a you know they Illinois got almost a full second. I mean I went almost a full second to rush the quarterback while he's waiting for the stupid ball to come. Yeah, and that that and hasn't Braylon, been good Braylon all year. I know. And Braylon Allen, I mean, what's he make? A half a million dollars a year? Where did his step go? He lost his step. I think I think he stepped one foot into the NFL and wants out. So, well, he's not going to get to the NFL if he doesn't if he doesn't get that step back. Because I'm sorry, I I, I know I'm down on the offensive line, but Braylon Allen, dude, you're not going to get drafted if you don't do better than that. He's gone after this year, right, Rody? Like I can't gone. see him yeah. coming back. He's gone. He's getting injured nonstop. Like, you got to go make your money, make your NFL money, you know? But do you think he's, I mean, how, you know, I, I would love to see him succeed. Same. But, Same. I mean, am I, being, am I being too harsh? I mean, doesn't he look like he, he I mean, what happened? See, I always kind of felt that uh, he was good, but he wasn't, like, elite when it came to, like, acceleration or agility he was just kind of a bigger, kind of a bruising back. And I always felt like Ches Malusi felt like he had more burst and he had a little bit more to him where that might play a little bit longer in the NFL. On the job till the cows come home. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, catching up with us in about 15 minutes or so to let us know what's driving our trade this morning. It is going to be a beautiful day today. Partly sunny, we'll look for daytime highs, touching out right around 61 degrees. Tomorrow, more clouds and about a 24% chance of rain in the forecast. Wednesday's high, 63. Then we start to cool down and maybe a little more rain in the forecast. Thursday, 58 are expected high with a 37% chance of rain. Friday, 57 with just a 12% chance of rain. I'm P.M. Yaki. Really glad you're along with us. Today is the 17th day of October. Plenty of little tidbits for you this morning. On this day back in 1814, there was a major beer flood in London. Vats of beer at a brewery burst, flooding the streets with 610,000 liters of beer. 15-foot-tall wave of porter beer killed eight people on this day back in 1814. On this day in 1973, OPEC declared an oil embargo, Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries. That's what OPEC stands for, led by Arab countries 
they declared an embargo on oil, and uh, boy, did that hit people hard here in the United States as well as Europe. The embargo was finally lifted in March of 1974, but not before people became very accustomed to waiting in line for whatever gasoline they could find at whatever pump. Started on this day back in 1973. On this day in 1989, Loma Prita earthquake happened in California, Santa Cruz, California to be exact, a 6.9 magnitude earthquake. 60 people died because of it. It was the first major earthquake that California felt on the San Andreas Fault since the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. This one struck on this day back in 1989. And on this day in 1970, then-President Richard Nixon visited Green Bay, flew into Green Bay to speak at a testimonial dinner in honor of Green Bay Packers quarterback Bart Starr. Happened on this day back in 1970, and now you know. History of a different type being made for the Wisconsin FFA Association. They have announced that they are now going to open their membership to sixth graders. Emma Huber is an agri-science teacher at the Portage Middle School, and she says it's welcome news to her. It fills my cup because I don't have to tell them you're not allowed to do this. Because in previous years, we would allow sixth grade members to be local members and just do things within our community like volunteering and chapter events. But now, hopefully, I'll be able to say, yeah, and you can go to this leadership conference. I'm taking students to fire conference in a couple of weeks. I'll be able to have students that will be on CDE teams or doing quiz bowl contests this spring. So I'm excited to not have to tell them no, and they're responding to it immediately. Emma Huber, she's an agri-science teacher at Portage Middle School. So sixth graders now able to join with seventh and eighth graders as well as high school students for official Wisconsin FFA activities. Across the state of Wisconsin, it's now estimated that we've got more than 25,000 young people that are involved in the Wisconsin FFA Association. You know, this weather forecast this morning, again, calling for the possibility of frost until at least 7 a.m. today. That means a lot of livestock producers, again, are going to have to exercise caution. We reminded you about this yesterday. If you're a livestock owner that has uh, counted on sedan grass or sorghum forages, be very, very careful when you're going to feed those sources after a frost. Joanna Newman is the Extension Forage Specialist at UW-River Falls, and she says if you don't wait, it could turn into a deadly mistake. One characteristic of sorghum or sorghum Sudan hybrids is that they can have what is called prussic acid poisoning when the plant freezes, but it's a temporary condition. So if you know that your stand has frozen, what you need to do is have a precautionary uh, measure there not to graze the stand uh, or offer it to animals in probably in about a week's time. In about a week's time, all that prussic acid that has formed that is very lethal would be gone, totally gone. Joanna Newman, she's the Extension Forage Specialist out at UW-River Falls. Again, you must wait at least a week after that frost before you even think about feeding sedan grass or sorghum forages. She said cattle, sheep, and goats will all be impacted by prussic acid poisoning in that plants. Horses and swine are not susceptible.
Take a quick break. Coming up in a moment, Wisconsin farmers still continue moving forward on the harvest despite the rain that we've picked up. We've got numbers and updates next. Do you know what time it is? It's National Pork Month. And while you're celebrating by enjoying a big plate of ribs or crispy bacon, be sure to raise a glass to the dedicated pig farmers who make that tasty food possible. They care a lot about producing quality pork products for you to enjoy. These farmers are equally passionate about raising animals the right way with a commitment to ethical, sustainable, and responsible practices. Be sure to learn more at porkcares.org. Brought to you by Wisconsin's Pork Producers. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. And from Farm First Dairy Cooperative, serving dairy farmers across the Midwest since 2013. Farm First Dairy Cooperative, member-focused, member-driven, member-led. Keep up with Pam at MidwestFarmReport.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Even with the rain that we've experienced across the state of Wisconsin, the harvest is still kind of moving forward, according to the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service. As of Sunday, 14% of our corn had been harvested for grain. Moisture levels in that corn coming in right around 23%. A corn condition called 50% good to excellent. 90% of our corn silage has already been harvested. We've got about 54% of our soybeans that have already been harvested. That crop rated 48% good to excellent. 74% of our winter wheat has been planted, and 49% of that winter wheat has already emerged. Potato crop almost complete. 90% of our potato crop has already been harvested. That's equal to last year, but three days ahead of our five-year average. And for those folks that have gotten some of that harvest chore done, Fall tillage, 21% complete. Markets in overnight electronic trade this morning are a little bit on the softer side. Currently, December corn's trading two cents lower at 488. November beans up a half, 1286. July wheat down a nickel at 629. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped a quarter of a cent to 164 and a quarter. 40 pound block cheese was unchanged at 170. Double A butter down a penny at 335 a pound. November class three milk closed two cents lower, seventeen thirty-nine a hundredweight. The December milk was down a penny at seventeen forty-nine a hundredweight, currently trading at that level. Coming up next, we're going to catch up with our friend John Heinberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Now there's a lot of talk that the United States may step in with our military presence and assist Israel. Is the market worried about that? And what about the harvest conditions? John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joins us next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. 
As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Your healthcare journey in a hospital system can give you the heebie jeebies. From navigating the parking garage to sitting in the crowded waiting room worrying about the results and cost. MH Imaging in Middleton performs MRIs, CTs, x rays, and ultrasounds for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And parking is just a few steps away. Results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit mhimaging.com. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh, that needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local, William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry, your inspiration, your custom jeweler. If Mary had a little lamb, you can bet she'd talk to her about it. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Oh, yeah. Talking with uh, John Heinberg, one of the highlights on the show every week because he brings the latest information on what's influencing our commodities, what's influencing what consumers are buying, quite frankly. And that ties us all together. John's along with us again this morning. So let's start off with the latest, I guess we'd have to say, John, and that is the escalation between Israel and Hamas. And now the talk that the United States is going to get more engaged in the process, calling up potential troops that could be sent in. What do the markets think about this? Well, obviously, it's going to be in a little bit of a wait-and-see mode when it comes to those things. The market hasn't priced in a whole lot of risk here in that regard. Um, again, you know, the stock market likes it. Unfortunately, sometimes they always say war is good for markets in that regard because of just the money flow that it does entail. So we've actually seen the stock market kind of come off its lows and recover nicely here the last, hand, last handful of sessions. Uh, but, you know, in the commodity sector, you think about the impact unless something really escalates gets into shipping lanes, you know, things of those concerns, you know, because obviously that is not a major production area of the world, and like unlike the Ukraine was, you know, so there's not a major fear building at this time frame. But I would just say things are uneasy and uh, markets don't like things that uh, you know are unsettling. So if things do escalate, you know, we could obviously see some money flow one way or another out of some of these markets. But at least at this time frame, seems like things are still a little bit on the sidelines and, and just kind of a wait and see mentality. I always think about energy when these kinds of conflicts arise. Uh, what's our energy complex reading uh, through these uh, headlines? You know, we had that first initial pop in the crude oil market that Sunday night, kind of after everything came to head over that, that weekend. Hasn't done a whole lot since then. It's just been it's been supported, obviously. Again, we're watching what's happening in terms of the bigger picture. You know, does Iran get involved? Does Saudi Arabia get involved? What are reactions from other co- governments if things like that were to escalate? You know, so it's brought some premium into the market. You know, at least at this stage, it's holding on to that at this value. Uh, but at the same time, we're nowhere 
nowhere near the highs we were just a few weeks ago, at least in terms of those that run up through the $90 level on crude oil. It's going to be something to watch. You know, here domestically, we're pumping more crude than we ever have, at least in terms of U.S. production. We're over 13 uh, million barrels per day last week. At the end of the week, that's the largest val val volume excuse me, we've ever pumped out. You know, our strategic reserves are incredibly low. Our exports are high, so we're putting that oil back into the global system. But it, so that's something, too, that's been kind of keeping a little bit of a lid on prices is just the aggressiveness that we're cranking crude out here in the United States. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us this Tuesday morning. Remember their website, totalfarmmarketing.com, and their toll-free number, 800-334-9779. All right, let's take a look at that World Ag Supply Demand Report USDA sent to us last week. There were a couple surprises in there. Yeah, there were. Let's get right to the biggest one, which was the soybean market and where they're thinking that tr that trend is going. We saw yield come down below expectations, 49.6, you know, down from the 50.1. That was a little bit below what the market was anticipating. Even with the changes in demand that they made on the balance sheet, it kept carry out right at that 220 million bushel level, kind of telling me maybe the USDA is thinking that's pipeline and we need to keep it around that area. They have a tendency to kind of make numbers work sometimes with that. Now, the trend here typically when soybeans start to see the yield decline, we expect that yield to maybe come down even more. Maybe we have a sub-49 yield out there we'll see, or at least close to that number. That's going to keep the supply chain very, very tight. And now we're seeing a little bit of a nice uptick in demand, two strong weeks of shipments, a solid week of sales here the last couple of weeks. So some of the energy is turning back to U.S. beans as South America is dealing with maybe a tighter supply picture now as they've kind of you know seen some things change down there. On the corn front, real quick, yield came down just like we kind of anticipated actually a little bit less but those production adjustments uh you know or excuse me those demand adjustments still keep that carry out over two billion but at least there we're still trending lower than we were three months ago so we're at least seeing the stockpiles get a little bit tighter each time in that core market that helps support price here and now demand like i said before too is kind of ticking up a little bit it's just that window where u.s demand is at least starting to show up all right let's talk about demand for our proteins cattle and pork Cattle's been so red hot all year long, John, and it looks like it might be taking a bit of a breath. It is. The cattle market's trading well off its highs here the last few weeks and kind of got a what we call a healthy correction in a market that's still very friendly overall. We're seeing an uptrend here that's gone goes all the way back to basically the COVID low. And cattle market has just been grinding on a if you go look at long-term charts, nice 45 degree angle, and we're still well within that trading range, even though we've seen some profits come off the top here. You know, we could tell it's short covering or excuse me, long liquidation, profit taking because some of the, the open interest is starting to come down. That means some of these positions are just getting closed out. The fundamentals aren't changing, though. That's something that still keeps us optimistic, the cattle market. You know, we saw retail values slip below $300 for choice carcasses last week, and the retailers jumped right in and bought a bunch of pork or beef that next day. So it tells me there's still some decent demand. But you go look at production and slaughter right now. Slaughter last week, we're still down 2% week over week. We're down about 4.5% on the year. You know, so we're still just seeing the cattle numbers aren't there and the demand still holds in. So so to me, this is a correction that probably will come back around down the road. Obviously, the economic situation and the consumer dollar is still a major piece of the puzzle. Well, and then we flip the <laughs> flip the page, flip the script exactly for pork producers. I mean, that I, I just can't even remember the last time our pork producers had any good news in the marketplace. 
you know, that's such a difficult market, I, I think, right now, especially because of the fact that we've gotten away so much from the independent producer and the vertically integrated operations, you know, kind of control the pork flow and the supply and that's out there. And, and, you know, we saw it on the quarterly hogs and pigs numbers. Some of those numbers came in higher than we anticipated. We're starting to see those pigs in the pipeline. You know, last week we slaughter was over 2.6 million head. That was up 1.8% week over week, still down just a tick or so from last year. But, you know, at the same time, production is continuing to stay relatively heavy and that just keeps things difficult there's plenty of hogs out there for the packers to chase after so the bid's not there in the cash market the, the heavy supplies keep the retail prices down and then the hog market just continues to go right with it and we saw triple digit losses again yesterday you know typically we see maybe october come off at such a premium to december maybe we could get some lift and it just seemed like nope we're going to continue with the trend lower feels like december hogs and go back and challenge that low from just a couple weeks back Boy, it does beg the question of whether or not independent pork producers will be able to survive or if they are going to just have to partner up with the big processors. Very much so. You know, as much as I don't like to say that, you know, in the, in the longer run, because I want those independent producers out there. But the industry has made those shifts, and it does make it very, very difficult in that regard because they kind of control the pork flows, they control the quality of the product or the product that comes out of that operation, and it makes it tough for the independent producer to kind of be in the game. And that's why you see such a small portion of them still going a little fearful down the road if beef prices and beef operations continue the way they are, that we could see that same type of trend, that integration. You know, the vertically integrated operations come into the beef industry as well. I hope not, you know, because, again, nothing's better than talking to some of those cattle producers. Got a, Just out of curiosity along this vertical integration, we only got about 60 seconds. All of a sudden, Walmart trying to work really strong on vertical integration in dairy. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. You know, they brought their own plants in, their own operations. Again, just trying to control the input side of it so they can man manage the prices, you know, and think, keep things as efficient as possible. And unfortunately, that could be a trend we continue to see growing here in American agriculture. Not one I really like, but that could be the trend. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing, along with us on a Tuesday morning. Again, their website, totalfarmmarketing.com. His toll-free number, 800-334-9779. I do want you to know, as soon as I get done with the show, I will post this conversation up on our podcast at MidwestFarmReport.com if you want to re-listen to anything that John has brought up. And how can they email you directly, John? Get me at John H. at TotalFarmMarketing.com. Beautiful. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks for all the info. Sounds good. Have a great week. John Heinberg, Market Advisor, joins us live every Tuesday morning to let you know what's going on behind the scenes as far as the markets are concerned. He'll be back with us again next week. All right, tomorrow, it's a Wiffle